Why are we here, Jer? Uh, well, when a man and a woman love each other. <laughs> no, that's, that's no. why I'm here. No, roll the bones. We're right. here to do roll the bones roll today the on bones. the Rush Fancast. Something for nothing. We bring you roll the bones. Roll the bones. Welcome, Jer. Thank you. You know, you always welcome me. Yeah, well, Even this is I'm... my house. Oh yeah, I guess so, so I can welcome you to my I'm house. I'm thinking I'm o- I'm already here. You can find us on Twitter at Rush Fancast, Instagram the Rushcast, email Jerry. The Rushcast at gmail.com. Lots of emails we've been getting. Lots of emails. We really appreciate it. I'm we... losing track of them. So if I, I'm trying to respond yeah. to everyone, but I'm, I'm going to miss some. I'm finding the same thing on Twitter. People are tweeting at me left and right, yeah. and I want to respond to everybody, but yeah, it's so much now, which is awesome. I need but an organizational the, system. Yeah. I, well, this needs to be our full-time job, I think, is what it needs to be. <laughs> our podcast is available everywhere. Rate us on your favorite podcast app. And a uh, big thanks to Lex for providing the base intro for today's podcast, oh, Dreamline. Lex. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And today's the first album we're going to be talking about, Jer, since Neil passed away. Yeah. And um, I don't know about you, but he's still front of mind for me when I'm listening to Rush, thinking about Rush, all things Rush. Yeah, I mean, usually when I um, prepare one of these albums to talk about, I listen to it with like a notebook in front of me and I just get general impressions, mm-hmm. you know, and try to think of it and try to listen to it as if I haven't listened to it a hundred times before. Right. And this time I, I had a notebook in front of me and I, I didn't do that. I just listened to the whole album straight through. Without taking notes. Without just, taking notes. Just, just absorbed just, it. Just appreciating what I could appreciate from it. What I did when I listened to the album is focus again on Neil. Couldn't help myself. Yeah. And just listening to the drums and appreciating the great work he did on this album specifically. Yeah. But but overall for Rush. And um, made it more meaningful for me to listen to, that's for sure. Yeah. Before we get started on Roll the Bones, Jerry, we've got some Twitter polls. We Ooh. haven't done these in a while. Yeah. Fly by Night. We did probably a month or so ago. I remember it well. And we asked our Twitter listeners what their favorite song on side one of Fly By Night is. Mm -hmm. So the choices I gave were Anthem, Best I Can, Beneath, Between, and Behind, and By Torn the Snow Dog. The reason I gave those choices, Jar, is because those are the first four songs (laughs) on Fly By Night. (laughs) What do you think? I'm going to go with uh, Beneath, Between, and Behind. Really? Yeah. No. No. By Tor and the Snow Dog. Now, didn't you say By Tor was your favorite song on the album? I don't think so. I said, well, I think when I first had it, back, oh, back in the right. day. Oh, When you were a, a young teenager, I think it was you my identified favorite song. with By Tor so much. <laughs> I don't know if I identified <laughs> with By Tor or the Snow Dog, but I definitely played that song. It was, I think it was my favorite song at the time. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. By Tor came in first, 46%. Wow. Our listeners liked Anthem second best at Ooh. 31%. Beneath Between Behind was 19 Ooh. And Best I Can trailed and uh, came in at 5%, which huh. surprised me. I really like Best I Can. Yeah. But I guess- I like them all, though. So. Up against those other three, yeah. it, it pales, I guess. It I sort guess. Of, it sort of does. Yeah, sure. All right. Side two side of two. Fly By Night. Mm-hmm. Jarrell will remind you of the songs. Fly By Night, Making Memories- Rivendell, and In the End. What say you? Fly by Night, probably. Close. Oh, no, it is Fly by Night. It is. I th- why did I think it was In the End? It's Fly by Night, 45%. Look nice. at that. You're right. I'm right, finally. For the first time. 
In the end, came in second, 39%, making memories 11%. Wait, hold on. And last? Yes. Rivendell. Rivendell. The Tolkien fans <laughs> chimed in 5% for Rivendell. I mean, Neil's not on that song. That's why I didn't get the votes, right? Sure, you could say that. I guess you're thinking something else. I am thinking something else. Okay. We talked about that. I know. We talked about Rivendell. We could could do it again, but let's not. Yeah. So roll the bones, Jer. Yes. Rush's 14th studio album, released September 3rd, 1991 Mm. on Anthem Records. And before we talk any more about roll the bones, we were in college when this album came out. Yep. And I have a different feeling about Roll the Bones than I do of Presto. Oh, oh, okay. Because I was working at my college radio station at the time. Okay. And for the first time, I was exposed to so much more music than I had ever been exposed to before. Okay. I was like a little metalhead kid. I was yeah. into Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Dio, bands like that, right. and Rush. And when I went to college, all of a sudden... The world opened up musically for me. Right. So I had a different perspective listening to this album. I loved it, but I also was listening to so much other stuff. When Presto came out, that's all I was listening to. Right. And when Roll the Bones came out, it had a lot of competition in my CD player. Let's put it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did you uh, stack it up against those other bands or? No, no. I just don't think I listened to it as much as I listened to Presto. Gotcha. And I didn't fall in love with it as much as I fell in love with Presto. Does that make any sense? It makes total sense, yeah. So I don't feel as strongly about this album than I yeah. did for Presto. Gotcha. And gotcha. I think that's the re- that's that's my guess that that's the reason. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. What's your general feeling about the album? Well, I loved it when it came out. Uh, I don't love it now. Really? Yeah, at, over the years it has become... It's my least favorite Rush album. Really? Okay. Yep. All right. You know, and I kind of felt the same way, sort of, especially Side 2, which we're going to talk about on the next podcast. Yep. But having listened to it now, I have a a greater appreciation for it. Oh, good. This should be good then. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is another album that was recorded at Le Studio in Marin Heights, Quebec. Mm -hmm. We talked to Richard Baxter last week. And this is one of the albums that was recorded there. It was produced by Rupert Hine, mm-hmm. who also did Presto. Yep. This album was a huge commercial success, Jerry. <sighs> I know it a was. A huge success. Listen to this. Yeah. Reached number three in the United States. Number three. Yeah. Number 10 in the UK. Number 11 in Canada. Canada's always trailing. <sighs> this is your band, Canada. <laughs> I know. Come on. Six songs on this album were released as singles. What? Do you know which songs were released as singles. Uh, well, really? Is this a quiz? Yeah, this it's a is, quiz. Okay, okay. Dreamline. Yes. Roll the Bones. Yes. Okay. Now I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> Those were go, the easy ones. I'm going to go, let's see, Bravado. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. This is you're you're, you're going to get all I'm six. Go. Come on. I don't think you're going to get all uh, six, but try Let's it. see. Hold on. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking through my notes here to find the songs. Hold on. It's not that one. I can I can edit all this out, Jerry. How about um? How about where's my thing? No. Oh, oh wrong, wrong. Oh well, tell me the other one. All right, Ghost of a Chance. Okay. Heresy. Okay. And this is the one that surprised me. Face up. Oof! No, I was not going to get. Face- <laughs> I skipped past that one to go to straight to where's my thing. But the album did really well. I know. I think and- it, I think I read it was the first million seller since. 
I don't know what it was, Power Windows? I'm not sure, but it went platinum in August 2001. Yeah. One million copies. It's just a strange thing to do because it's just like in the middle of this run of albums that didn't sell a million copies. Yeah. It's just odd. Well, people love Roll the Bones. They love the rap song. They do. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, just watching the interactions that I've seen on Twitter, people post, what's your favorite Rush album from this era? Someone will put up Presto, Roll the Bones, Counterparts, what's your favorite? And most people say Roll the Bones. People love Roll the Bones. Rush fans love Roll the Bones. So we are going to talk about Roll the Bones today. And I am going to disappoint all of them. Are you really? I think so. Okay. I All think right. so. A few more things about Roll the Bones before we get into the songs. Okay. It won the Juno Award for the best album design. Interesting, right? And uh, a couple things in the liner notes I thought was interesting. There's thanks to the birds in the liner notes. Birds, birds, or the and band, the birds? No, the birds. Not the band. Actual birds. Getty apparently had taken up bird watching outside the studio where they wrote the album. Wow. So he thanked the birds in mm. the liner notes. In his downtime. Yes. And it's also brought to you by the letter B. I don't know if you noticed on the liner notes of many Rush albums. Yeah, I did notice that. Apparently, it's an alliteration thing. There are a lot of songs on the album that have a B in the title. Is that so why they did that? Yeah. On all the albums brought to you by the letter or whatever? Yeah. I just thought it was a Sesame Street reference. I think it was. And it's just them being goofy, I think. Yeah. But there's a lot of Bs, bravado, bones couple others i think okay i'll have to go back and look at all the letters and see yeah we'll have to check it out also in the liner notes it says at the end now it's dark and i had to look that up apparently it is a reference to the film blue velvet the original one with uh elizabeth taylor no the the david lynch one. i would think the david lynch one that's what i was thinking i don't remember what happens in that movie i don't know i I saw it i only saw it once so i don't i couldn't recall the line yeah i don't know One of our listeners will correct us. Yeah, let us know what significance that has. So before we get into the songs, I think it's pretty obvious what the theme of Roll the Bones is. Do you? I think, yeah. It's uh, chance. Chance. The element of chance in, in life. And the lack of fate. All right. With that, let's get into it. Let's. Dreamline. They travel on the road to redemption. Highway out of yesterday that tomorrow will bring Like lovers and heroes Birds in the last days of spring So thoughts on Dreamline, Jer? Well, you know, I was, uh, I remembered something from that uh, book, Wandering the Face of the Earth. Oh, okay. By uh, Skip and Eric. Yes. There was a little piece in there about how Neil got the inspiration for Dreamline. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, So it's June 12, 1990. Neil cycles 100 miles and then watches a Nova program that would prove to be the genesis of the lyrics for Dreamline. 
a Nova program? Yeah. Ever watch the show Nova? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. PBS? Yes. And then it says, this is a quote from Neil. It says, between Cincinnati and Columbus, we had a day off. So I bicycled up that trip and got there after a hundred miles, which I find incredible. A hundred miles on a bike? Yeah. Well, he was like prolific part, on the bike. It's like part of a Ironman triathlon. Um, anyway, after a hundred miles, all tired and sweaty and sat down and ate dinner and watched Nova. And there was a program on satellite imaging and they were literally making a roadmap of Jupiter and they were take, talking about rivers that they'd been able to map under the Sahara, which used to be a tropical rainforest. Just the imagery of that captured me. Oh, wow. And oh, he worked that right into the lyrics. Right into He's the got lyrics. a roadmap of Jupiter, a radar fixed on the stars. Right. A picture book of the rivers under the Sahara. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. I mean, the song just wrote itself. There you go. <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts overall? Uh, you know what? This song, you're going to think this is crazy. Maybe. Maybe. But I think this song is one of Rush's best. Oh, okay. I know we, they played it a lot, and I always loved it live. It's great. This song is the song that I would play for someone who's never heard Rush before. If you if you asked me, Steve, pick one song to play for someone, someone, anyone who had never heard Rush before. You can only choose one song. Well, not grandma, just any, <laughs> just anybody, just to give that person a microcosm of what Rush is. Okay, this is the song I would choose. Right. What song would you choose? That's a tough one, right? Yeah, I would choose something earlier, much earlier. Okay. Maybe Subdivisions. All right. That's Maybe Jacob's Ladder. I don't know what I would pick. Okay, but <laughs> but I think this song just screams Rush. This is Rush. Yeah. I have a... So we didn't talk about the album as a whole. Well, we did talk about it a little bit. You have a, a different approach to it now, even more appreciation for it now. Mm-hmm. And I have less of an appreciation for it now. Really? Yeah. And why just, is that? I don't know. These songs just aren't my favorite songs. There were a couple of them that I really like. Dreamline I really like. But most of the other ones, I don't know. They just don't do a lot for me. But we can discuss all of the other ones. But this, uh, I think what bothers me in general is that I don't get a lot from these songs. I get pieces mm-hmm. of things, but I can't break down every line in all of these songs. And that's just usually something I can do. So you're saying lyrically, you don't get and anything even, from these songs. Even you musically, get bits and pieces. Yeah, even even musically, it's thin in some places. The keyboards are seem a little out of place. A lot of the songs are just mid-tempo. Okay. Which isn't, I don't think, Rush's uh, best tempo. <laughs> All right. That's well, just me personally. To me, this song was made for radio. This is just... It's definitely is, a great concert opener it's a great way to start a concert oh absolutely and they did and it was great live i don't know if you remember the lasers yeah yeah the lasers. live the lasers right. were great it's just a rush song a great rush song yeah and it does have one of the best lines in i don't know 10 years which is learning that we're only immortal for a limited time yeah now when they say we are young do you think they mean them at this moment because they were, what, 37 or so when this album came out? No. Are they, I, are they talking about themselves at no, that moment? I don't think so. Who are they talking about? It's like the royal we. The royal Everyone, we? Everyone. When people are young. But do Rush consider themselves still young at this point? No, I think it's a comment on, you know, when you're young, you think you're invincible. Right. And when you're 20 years old, you don't, you're not thinking about dying. 
Right. You think you're immortal. But as it says, you learn that you're only immortal for a limited time. That's That's, true. It's really a great turn of phrase. It is a great line. I mean, the whole song just, it seems like it's about these two people, right? Mm. Who are on some kind of, they have wanderlust. Wandering the face of the earth. Wandering the face of the earth. And, um, you know, the beginning is, you know, he has a roadmap of Jupiter, a radar fix on the stars all along the highway. These are like uh, pie in the sky type of things. He's never going to Jupiter. Right. They're never going to the rivers under the Sahara. But then the next verse is he's got a star map of Hollywood. You know, these are, this is like the These real, are things you can actually do. This is the real life. Right. You know what I mean? A list of cheap motels all along the freeway. So, you know, you have the, the highway, you know, radar fix on the stars all along the highway. But now we've got a freeway of cheap motels. She's got a sister out in Vegas, promise of a decent job. I mean, like... So this is the reality. This is the reality of what they're doing. There's there's wanderlust where you're just like, I want to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then there's, I got to get out of town. You know what right. I mean? Like, my sister said I can get a job in Vegas. So these people live in Los Angeles. <laughs> Maybe they do. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Well, I just think it's people who are dreaming of going somewhere. And everyone who's in Los Angeles dreams of going somewhere, <laughs> let's be honest. And they dream of going somewhere, you know, exciting and big. But the reality is that they're just going from place to place. Right. Because they're uneasy, because they don't have a job. We're only at home when we're on the run, Jer. Yeah, that's true. And that's an interesting phrase, too. We're only at home when we're on the run. Not like when we're on the move or when we're traveling. They when keep we're moving. on the run. Yeah. They're going from place to place. Okay. Like they're hiding out from the law. But this, I think, is one of my favorite songs on the album. And Alex's solo. I wrote that down too. Alex's solo is yeah. great. It swells and it dives. It's all over. Oh, I it's mean, great. Alex really shines on this record. All of his solos are great, I think. Yeah. But this one in particular. Yeah, definitely. I also like the uh, Time is a Gypsy Caravan, Steals Away in the Night to Leave You Stranded in Dreamland. Yeah, the, the the lyrics are just amazing. And distance is a long range filter. That's another good one. Yeah. You know how things in the past, you kind of forget the good things or the bad things, depending on what you want to focus on. Right. About the past, they just, it gets filtered out into the present and you just kind of remember whatever you want to remember. I don't remember much. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, anything else on Dreamline, Jeb, before we move on? No, it's a good song. It's a good way to start the album. And it, I think it is the best song on the album. I want you to think about that, though. If if there's somebody who had never heard Rush before, you could play them one song, what would it be? This is the one I'd pick. Okay. Maybe maybe when we do the second half, maybe I can think of something. All right. Until All right. then, track two on Roll the Bones is Bravado. When the dust has cleared, victory Now, before we did today's podcast, I had not delved into the lyrics of this song so much. Okay. And I always thought 
that this song was about a soldier that went off to war for some reason. Okay. And I don't think I was right at all. What do you think it's about now? <laughs> I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I'm going to ask you what it's about. Okay. Well, bravado to begin with. Okay. Right. Is like a uh, fake swagger. You all know, right. if somebody's, uh, you know, I don't know, they're trying to impress people, but it's all just an act. Okay. So that has something to do with, I think, all the lyrics. Just trying to maybe impress other people with your intelligence or power, but it doesn't really pay off in okay. any way. Because he uses the the, um, the idea of Icarus at the very beginning. Right. Who flew, flew too close to the sun. Greek mythology. There's a little Greek mythology in there. Um, and, and if the moment of glory is over before it's begun... The story of Icarus is that he was imprisoned. He and his father were imprisoned by a king and his dad builds them two sets of wings held together with wax. Mm -hmm. And the father says, hey, uh, we're going to fly of freedom. Don't fly too close to the sun. And, and the son's like, okay. And the, like the first thing he does, he's like, I'm free. And he flies, <laughs> he's flying all over the place and he flies too close to the sun. The wings melt, he drowns. So that's a little, that's bravado right there. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, for what the rest of it means, I'm I'm kind of with you. Other than the fact that the the idea of the whole song is that there are people who try to do things and then they don't work out. Yeah, I guess why I thought it was about a soldier going off to war was this last part. If the music stops, there's only sound of the rain, all the hope and glory, all the sacrifice in vain. Right. That's the part that I just in my mind interpreted as a soldier going off to war and doesn't make it back, everything is lost. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down that it's a, it's a spare song that's more emotional than meaningful. You know, you can feel a lot of emotion in the song, but I just, I'm, I really have a hard time figuring out, like you said, what it's about other than it seems like these people are, you know, he says, if we keep our pride, though paradise is lost. That's another reference. Milton's paradise lost. Right. I'm not really sure where this song is going. And I guess that's my problem with the album as a whole. A lot of the songs just don't gel for me hmm. when it comes to close examination. I've got some quotes from the band. Oh, okay. Getty. It's a pretty emotional song for me. It's one of my favorites that I think we've ever written. Wow. Because okay. it's quite a change. It's quite a different song on the album. It stands out on the record as being a different texture than most of the other tracks. That line to me that really says so much about the people really that move the world, the people that go out there and do what has to be done. They're not worrying about what it's going to cost them personally down the road. They're doing what has to be done and they're prepared to pay the price without worrying about the payments that come later. Okay. Now, Neil explains the line, we will pay the price, but we will not count the cost. Okay. It's a line from John Barth's The Tidewater Tales. I read some John Barth. And John Barth gave Neil permission to use the line. Oh, good. Which echoed around inside Neil for a long time after he read the book. To me, it just means go for it. There are no failures of talent, only failures of character. I think it's often true, too. Sure, there are a lot of talented people who don't achieve artistic or worldly success, but I think there's usually a reason, a failure inside them. The important thing is, if you fall once your luck is bad this time the dream is still there the dream is only over if you give it up or if it comes true that's called irony 
We have to remember the Oracle's words from Nike, the Greek goddess of victory. <laughs> and lumpy athletic shoes. <laughs> that just, what <laughs> yes. Just do it. No excuses. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, that explains the song. I don't get that from the song. Maybe that's where the disconnect is for me. I, I, don't, I don't feel that way when I listen to the song. It seems kind of a, a dour. It doesn't really seem positive, like just go, you know, just do it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like that to me. And uh, Alex, an interesting thing, said the solo in Bravado, Ghost of a Chance, and Roll the Bones were one or two take solos played all the way through. Wow. That's How cool awesome. is that? That's very cool. Yeah. He just, one take. He said, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. It's not going to get better than that. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. And the thing I love about this song is the drums. Yep. I mean, for such a simple song. It is song, a very simple song, yeah. The drums are so complicated. Yeah. I mean, he could have just done a basic drum beat throughout this whole song. Well, that would be, every, it, yeah, every song. He could just He could just, he do, could just do that. But, <laughs> I mean, the drums are crazy. Yeah, they're pretty good in this song. I mean, so good. So good. I mean, Neil is just amazing on this song. Just amazing. Yeah, but overall, it doesn't really smack me in the face. Okay. All right. I That's like this me. song. That's one of my fa- another one of my favorites on the album. I like it. Okay. I, even though I don't understand the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Wait. For me, that doesn't have as much weight as it does for you. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I like to know what things are about. I mean, I had a guess. I was wrong, yeah, it but, I had, but I had a guess. Hey, you know, when you uh, make a piece of art and you throw it out in the world... It doesn't matter what your interpretation of it is. Only it matters what everybody else's interpretation is of it. That's true. There you go. That is true. Okay, track three on Roll the Bones is the title track, Jer. Roll the Bones. Okay, Jer, roll the bones. Your thoughts? Yeah, roll the bones. Well, uh, when Roll the Bones first came out, <laughs> I really, really, really liked Roll the Bones. Okay. I thought it was great. I thought the rap was great. It's like, oh, Rush has never done this before. It's great. Now, I, I don't think it's that great. Why the change of heart? I don't know. It's how many years later? Do you think it's just been overplayed? I mean, they played this song a lot on tour. I mean, almost every show we saw... Since the Roll the Bones tour, they probably played this. Yeah. It's it's a fan favorite. It Clearly, is. it's a band favorite. Yeah. I don't like it right now. Like I said, from the be- when I first listened to the album as a whole, I liked it. And over time, I grew to not like it as much. Okay. And this song, I think, epitomizes what I don't like about this album in general. Okay. I know. It's like, it's like heresy. I know. I know. Oh. <laughs> But uh, I don't like the, the song ke- Heresy. <laughs> no, no, that's later. Um, <laughs> I don't like the keyboards. Okay, 
whatever they sound like horns i don't know what the deal is with those keyboards i don't like the sound of the keyboards all right um i even though i like the chorus the idea behind the chorus why are we here because we're here why does it happen because it happens i mean i i agree with that there's no reason behind anything that happens anywhere if you ask me you know like it's it's another song and this song and a couple of a couple of the other songs are really are atheistic right so that's you know we are here only because we're here there's no guy for me there's no guiding force there's no right and for neil as well yeah so i dig that i just think that he might have been able to put it in a more philosophical way than why are we here because we're here Okay. Does that make any sense? So you think, do you think the whole theme of the album is just wasn't worth exploring? Is that what it, is that what it is? No. The elements of chance? I think it's worth exploring. I've been, I'm not so sure that he explored them enough. Okay. You think it was, he just did the basic, you know, why are we here? Cause we're here and didn't really delve deeper into it. Yeah. I mean, again, I feel, I feel like a heretic for saying these things. No, but, it's okay. You got to be honest here. Yeah. But I just, there's some lines in some of these songs that I just are not as deep as the other ones. And again, these are, this is in comparison to every other Rush album, which is like the most perfect albums ever. So even, so if you were just listening to this album and you never heard any of the other Rush albums, I'd probably like it. Be? I'd probably like it a lot more. Again, it's just in comparison. Okay. Well, I'm trying to just take this as it is, not comparing it to the other Rush albums. And Yeah, I can't help it, though, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So um, this song was named after a science fiction story by Fritz Lieber. Wow. Gotta Roll that. the Bones, which, of course, is a slang term for rolling dice, in case yes. no one knew. <laughs> and also, uh, has rolling a, bones. could be a drug reference, too, but I don't think, you know, ro- rolling rolling a, a joint a joint right isn't that are those called bones sure smoke a bone you never oh, smoked a bone yeah. before <laughs> I, I don't you. answer I that <laughs> i got you i got you roll right, the bones. i don't know that's what i it obviously has nothing to do with that but right. um but there's a yeah. double meaning there sure so neil uh says roll the bones is the perfect title because through all the thoughts that i go through on the album all about the nasty things that happen and all these terrible things that could happen to you a drunk in a stolen car could run over you on your way home tomorrow night. That's very true. That's true. And you could have the best laid plans for what you want to do, but there's still that element of chance that it could all go wrong. Right. But the bottom line of that is take the chance, roll the bones. If it's a random universe and that's terrifying, if it makes you neurotic and everything, never mind. You have to just take the chance or else nothing's going to happen. The bad thing might not happen, but the good thing won't happen either. So that's really the only choice you have. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So maybe this is just another song that has to do with Rush's whole whole idea behind everything. Yeah. You know, do what you want, take your chance, and write a song about rap. And if people don't like it, yeah, we'll get to the rap. It doesn't we'll work. get to the rap in a couple. Well, of seconds. I mean, it's the same sort of thing we've been talking about for weeks. You know, Ty Shan, they tried. Was it good? Wasn't it? Depends on your point of view. Yeah, right? I guess it depends on your point. I of view. mean. They wanted to do a rap song. They love how it turned out. Clearly, they, they play do. it all they the time. Yeah, right. And, and people uh, love it. And people love this song. So I think it was an experiment that was worth doing, and clearly, it worked. Yeah, sure. Huge hit for them. 
huge. Hit. I know, I know. So let's get to the rap, Jared. What do you think of the rap? Well, before we get to the rap, I wanted to say the best line in the song is "Fate is just the weight of circumstances." Yes, I love that. Yeah, because it seems like things are fated to happen sometimes, mm-hmm. but they're not. It's just that all of these little incremental things come together and make an ending mm-hmm. that is, you consider to be fate. I love that. That's yeah. a great line. So what do you think of the the lines in the rap itself? Jack, relax. Get busy with the facts. No zodiacs or almanacs. No maniacs or polyester slash the facts. Gonna kick some genius max. It's a parallax. You dig? You move around. The small gets big. It's a rig. It's action. The action. Random interaction. So who's afraid of the abstraction? Can't get no satisfaction from the facts. <laughs> so so my my so i'm not a big rap fan in general there okay. are some there are some rap groups or uh rappers that i like but for the most part it's just it doesn't i don't have the the proper context to really appreciate rap okay like i do with rock music you know what i mean with like a solid foundation of what rock music sounds like and how variations from those standards can make the music progress further. I don't have that kind of relationship to rap music. Yeah, so well, neither, I, neither do I. Right. And clearly, neither does Rush. Oh. That's my critique of this song. Okay. <laughs> they just, I mean, they're trying to do this this rap, but there's more to rap than just saying a bunch of stuff. Do you think you would have liked the song better if they had asked a rapper an actual rapper to do the rap. It depends. Because there's uh, for me, there's no um, cadence. There's no flow to any of this. It's just someone, uh, who is actually doing this? Is it it's Neil? Getty. It's Getty. It's Getty doing the rap, and they put some sort of effect on his voice to give him a deeper sound. Yeah, he's. there's just no flow. I mean, with, with rap, the voice is not just, well, it's like any kind of singing. Mm-hmm. You have to enunciate certain words a certain way you have to draw out syllables you have to jam things together you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's not here we keep talking about the rock and roll hall of fame show how Mm -hmm. cool would it have been if they did this song and And chuck Chuck d D did the rap if he had done the rap i bet you that would have been great oh it would have been awesome maybe he should have done the rap on the song itself maybe because uh, Neil also said, uh, let's see. Um, did, he say, did he say that Chuck D should have done the rap? No, the song but uh, he it said it started out as a lyrical experiment. I was hearing some of the better rap writers, among whom I would include LL Cool J or Public Enemy. Wow. There yeah. You go. And it was really interesting. And it struck me that it might be a lot of fun to do that. The rhymes and the wordplay and everything. I mean, that's the thing. Neil, I mean, loves wordplay. He does love wordplay. But and it, just doing the rhymes in a rap would be fun for him, I think. And it was. It was. I just, there's more to it than that. I, he has like a, a knowledge, I think, of the form, but not a deep understanding of it. Yeah. So I don't know what to say. I understand. People love this song. And I feel, the one cool thing is he uses the word parallax. Yeah. <laughs> parallax is great. I love that word. That's and awesome. again, when I was in college when we were talking about um, Force 10, I think it was. Or maybe Chain Lightning. We were talking about one of the, it must have been Chain Lightning. Yes. And Sundogs. 
um, that I was taking a meteorology class. Right. And I was taking an astronomy class. And they mentioned parallax? And when when this came out, yeah, and parallax was discussed, <laughs> So, which is cool. Oh, man. Fact's a fact from Nome to Rome, boy. Yeah. You, you better <laughs> run, homeboy. Fact's a fact from Nome to Rome, boy. It's just, I'm so sorry. I, I feel so bad for slagging on this. People love this. Look, a lot of our listeners are going to disagree with you. We're going to get a lot. I know. We're going to get a lot of mail. Jerry, you're wrong. This is great. I would we like- love Roll the Bones, but you may get some people that agree with you also. This is what I would like to see happen. Okay. What if there's somebody in our listening audience who's an aspiring rapper or semi-professional rapper or who loves to rap or can, can rap? Lay down this rap in you know a more traditional rap way. And you see know how it we should have we should have checked that out. I bet you somebody has done it. We probably should have done that. We probably should have done that. I bet you it's been done and done well. Right. Chuck D would have been great on this. Yeah, he that would have been, been perfect. That. Why didn't they have that idea? Maybe Chuck D doesn't think it's a good rap. That, well, <laughs> that could be it too. Maybe they did ask him and he said, no way, man, I'm not doing that. I mean, like, again, I hate to slag. You move around the smog, it, so it's it's a parallax, you dig, right? <laughs> you know, first of all, do you know what a, a parallax is? Not exactly. A parallax is the apparent movement. You're making me look stupid I'm here. I'm so dude. sorry. No, no, Steve. it's okay. Uh, the <laughs> parallax is the uh, apparent movement of something, uh, depending on where you're standing in relation to it. Okay. So it, one of the more uh, popular ones is... Mars, when it's in retrograde, have you ever heard of Mars in retrograde? Comes up a lot, a lot in astrology. Okay. As the Earth approaches Mars, Mars appears to go backwards. All right. Because we're coming up to it and it's in front of us and then we go past it and then it looks like it's behind us. But it's a parallax. It's a parallax, Jack. <laughs> so it's a parallax. You dig, you move around, the small gets big, it's a rig. Oh, I see. But Got it. It's a rig. I don't. I don't know. I just. <laughs> uh, it's action, reaction, random interaction. Uh, I. I just. I just don't know. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look. So bad. I, th- I think it's a fun song. I feel about this like I feel about Tai Shan. I don't think. I don't think it's a bad song. I think it's fun. This song for me is bottom three. Bottom three of all of the songs of all Rush songs. Yeah, really? Because of the rap. Wow. I know. It's, That's saying something. I know. Wow. Please, everyone. I feel okay. so bad. All right. <laughs> I, feel I, I so understand. Bad. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's not slag this any longer, Jer. <laughs> let's move on to track four on Roll the Bones. Face up. I get so angry, but I keep my mouth shut. I get so angry, but I keep my mouth shut. I get so angry, but I keep my mouth shut. I'm turning on. Face up. So this song fits in with the chance theme, I would say, wouldn't you? It does, yeah. I read that the first lyric that Neil came up with for the whole album was the turn it up or turn that wild card down line Okay. that is in this song. What are your thoughts on Face Up, Jer? I, I really don't like this song either. <laughs> it's not my favorite song in the album. It's probably, it might be below 
Roll the Bones? Roll the Bones. So hold on a second. You just said Roll the Bones was in the bottom <laughs> three of all Rush songs. So that means Ty Shan's at the bottom. Roll the Bones <laughs> is the third from the bottom, and that would mean Face Up is right after that? Maybe. Wow. I don't know. It's, it's This song I'm, it does, doesn't really capture me in any way. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I don't dislike it that much, but it's not one of my favorites on the record and not one of my favorite Rush songs for sure. Yeah. Just listening to this album again as a whole, the past few weeks I've been just listening to it over and over again in preparation for this, and it's kind of growing on me. I like this song. I mean, yeah. I, I don't dislike it. I just there, I have I want you to look at the, my piece of paper here. What did you write? Almost nothing. I you have, have nothing to say. There's I again. It's sort of like with bravado. I'm okay. I'm not really sure what the the narrative thread of all of these words are. He's got a. I guess it's about, you know, the the chance of playing cards and at some point you have to show your cards to people. Mm-hmm. You have to make a a, ch- a choice to show everyone whether or not you're bluffing or whether or not you have the hand. And that's all I got. Yeah, Neil said he liked the idea of turning a card down and a wild card, applying that to the events that humans face. Okay. So that's that's his thought behind this. Yeah, I mean at the end you know, there's a, a verse about Neil himself, right? Mm-hmm. You get all squeezed up inside like the days were carved in stone. You get all wired up inside and it's bad to be alone. You can go out, you can take a ride, and when you get out on your own, you're all smoothed out inside and it's good to be alone. Yeah. I think that's just him riding his motorcycle. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. sure what it has to do with the rest of the song. Yeah, I, I, I see that. And musically, I mean, it's it's okay. It's not. It's just, uh, again, not one of my favorite Rush songs. No. You know, I don't find myself wanting to go and listen to that again, you know. Right, that's what, kind of what I mean. Yeah. I would definitely put it near the bottom if I was making a list. Where would you put Would you put it above or below Taishan? <laughs> oh, now you're getting there. Now you're, now you're getting there. I would probably, I'd put it below Taishan, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I would. I mean, I don't dislike Taishan as much as you do. I really don't. Right. I mean, you, again, you, it'd be in my bottom. You know, it'd be near the bottom. Right. But not the bottom. We have to. We have to do this one day. I mean, we keep talking about this. We got to do our top ten rush songs, bottom ten rush songs. That's probably all I'm going to be able to do because yeah, I've it, been working on the list, and like I said before, it's hard. There's. You know, a hundred songs in the middle that I don't know how to Yeah, parse. I mean, that's why, you know, we criticized that guy from Ultimate Classic Rock. That was a <laughs> that was difficult thing, thing to, to do. do. An impossible thing to do. My criticism is more with his comments about yeah, the songs that's true. than about the list itself because it's impossible, really impossible yeah. to put- Splitting every, hairs. Yeah, you're splitting hairs with every song in between 50 and 150, <laughs> really. <laughs> right, if exactly. You think, if you think about it. So because of the card theme, mm-hmm. I was thinking, what are the best rock songs ever written with a card theme? What would you think? Oh, God, I can't even think of one. I thought ACDC, The Jack. <laughs> what do you think of that? I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Is he talking about a card? Oh, it's it's all double entendres about cards and sex, basically. Okay. I just it's thought cr- it was always about sex. I mean, sex. Not something Neil would never write. <laughs> But Bon Scott, I mean, come on. She was holding a pair, but I had to try. Her deuce was wild, but my ace was high. But how was I? 
I mean, I just get it's all. I, all I hear is the sex in that song. Oh, but if if you if you think if you forget about the sex and just think about the cards, it's all cards. We should probably do. We should probably analyze his lyrics. That would be an interesting <laughs> one. That would be interesting. Another one I thought of was Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Okay, yeah, of right. Yeah, and uh, the card cheat by The Clash. Okay. Off London Calling. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I couldn't think of any more. Yeah. Not, not that many songs about cards except for Kenny Rogers, The Gambler, I guess. There you go. You, there's another one right there. there. You go. But that's not a rock song, though, is no, it? No, no. More, more country. Um, anyway, yeah, we're I'm off not, on a I'm tangent. I'm not good on, uh, on that. You know, like, name two songs about cards. I, I, <laughs> my mind immediately goes blank. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, uh, name a song about Tom Sawyer. I'd be like, I, what? I don't know. I don't know any songs. I think you could do that. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last song on side one of Roll the Bones, Jer. Where's My Thing? So, Jared, first thing that I'd like to say about this song is my favorite part of the Gangster of Boats trilogy. <laughs> Don't you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely my favorite. The fourth part. <laughs> the fourth part of the trilogy. Those guys, they're so funny. They're so funny. They are. No, they are. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that was a joke, the Gangster of Boats trilogy. Yeah. Um, which is part of the title of the song. Right. I don't know. It's It's okay. It's not... I think great. it. I think it's in the top ranking of instrumentals. I mean, after obviously after Laville Strangiato and YYZ, I would put this up there. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd have to. There are a few of them, so you'd have to put them in some kind of order, right? But if you ask me, Laville Strangiato and YYZ are Mercury and Venus, and okay. all all of the other ones are Pluto are the, are the giant <laughs> gas. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. All the way further away from those two. Okay. That's just me. No, no, I I agree with I agree with that. But I think this is a good song. And uh apparently they wanted to write an instrumental song for Presto. And okay. every and every time Getty and Alex wrote something, they'd take some of Neil's lyrics and say, Oh, these lyrics would fit perfect for this. Interesting. And then it wouldn't turn into the instrumental song. So Neil said, You guys keep talking about this instrumental song. I'm not giving you any lyrics until you do this thing. So he stopped giving them lyrics and just oh, said, "Boy, a little tough love." Little tough love. <laughs> he forced them to to write the instrumental for this album. Okay, I, I think that the um, the title is a reference to uh, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because there were five books in total. Okay, were, it was originally supposed to be the Hitchhiker's, you know, the trilogy, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but um, there was he wrote a fourth one and then a fifth one. And the fifth one, I think it was, was called, I don't know what the name of the fifth one was, but it's like subtitle was the fifth book in the increasingly inaccurate <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you know 
that this song was nominated for a Grammy. We talked about this yeah, a few yeah. podcasts ago, mm-hmm. YYZ was nominated for a Grammy, but this was nominated for the best rock instrumental, just like YYZ was, and, and it also lost. Right, too. To Eric Johnson's Cliffs of Dover. Do you remember that song? Yeah. And uh, coincidentally, Eric Johnson opened for Rush on a portion of this tour. I didn't know that. And he won the Grammy and they didn't. Oh, it must have been a huge fight backstage. I doubt it. No, <laughs> Getty Alex and Neil would never, would never hold that against him. Although, no. later in the tour, Eric Johnson wasn't on the tour, so maybe they did hold it against maybe him. Maybe they did. I doubt I'm sure it. They I doubt it. I doubt it. Scheduling. But if you heard if you heard the song, you would you would say, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Yes. Is that a good instrumental? Really? I mean. Eh. Not yeah, really, not really. But neither was behind my camel in that one. So <laughs> is, is that the name of the song? It, it definitely was behind okay, my behind camel. camel. Yeah, I checked it out. This is, sounds like someplace you wouldn't want to stand behind a camel. Maybe that's the whole idea behind maybe the song. A, yeah, maybe it's a jokey title. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for side one, Jer, of Roll the Bones. It is not your favorite album. No, and I, I again, I apologize to everyone. You don't need to apologize. I do. I feel like Look, I need to. Everybody, everybody that's listening today has a favorite Rush album, and they have a least favorite Rush album, right? They have right. to. But I don't like to yuck on someone else's You young. know, there are some people that will say, well, I love all the albums equally, but they'd be lying. <laughs> don't you think? Um, yes. I think they would be. So it's it's not wrong to have a least favorite Rush album. I don't know if I would call this my least favorite Rush album, but... Um, what would be your least favorite Rush album? Is that going to be a topic for another... <sighs> Another I think day? it's going to be a topic for another day. I will reveal that at a, in a later podcast. Ooh, wow. A little, a little tease. Te- a little tease. A little tease. So what else I will tease is we've got side two of Roll the Bones to do next week. So uh, we will do that. And uh, I want to remind everybody, you can follow us on Twitter at Rush Fancast, Instagram, the Rushcast, email Jerry. The hate mail is coming in <laughs> yes. at Rushcast at, at the Rushcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I want to get that right. So Def- the hate mail goes to the right spot. Right. Defend Roll the Bones. People will do it. I know. I want people to do it. Okay. Change my mind. Okay. Let's see if people as can do meme, it. As the meme goes. Rate us on your favorite podcast app. Tell a friend about the Rush Fancast. That's the best way to help us out. Get some more people listening. Sure. That'd yeah. be great. It would be great. So before we head out, Jared, you got a quote for me. Oh my God, I do have a quote. Oh, nice. Hit me. You ready? Yes. We will pay the price, but we will not count the cost. And we won't. We won't. Never. All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye.